one of the most valuable things was transitioning into my role with Vince McMahon in the very beginning because you showed up and I had to go to work with the boss every day. Like I had to bring my A game. There's just no way I'm gonna like, you know, shit the bed with this guy here. I'm gonna just be like, do my best, impress him. I'm literally side by side with him. Um, and so that allowed me to elevate my game and I just, you know, continued with that. I'm like, I'm gonna keep with this whole elevating the game thing, you know? <laughs>
No, like the old, I said the old version of Trish is back, not old Trish is back. <laughs> Just messing with you. <laughs> and, and I don't care how old you are. You literally look exactly the same now as you did then. It's crazy. You When you came out with the hat, uh, the other day again, I posted like a comparison thing and it was just like uh, thousands of people just being like, it's amazing to see that Trish looks exactly the same now, if not better than she did then. Yeah, well, yoga, uh, water, don't sleep. It's easy. Everybody can do that. <laughs> Would you say those are the two things, the yoga and the water that help the most, you think? I mean, you know, yoga for me, I feel like it has kept me youthful. Like, I mean, even like moving in the ring, like it, it really is amazing. It's it's like it lubricates your joints and yada, yada. Don't get me started on yoga because this is like a whole other podcast. But um, I, it, yeah, it's like it really is. It, it, it rejuvenates you. It, it hydrates your skin, like everything about it, right? Because I do hot yoga and it kind of, you know, it does that. Uh, water for me is like everyone's like, what's the number one health and fitness step? I'm like, stay hydrated. It is so important to keep your body hydrated. Good for your skin, good for everything. I have like I know it sounds like my hair guy will be like, your hair is hydrated. Like, you know, like you can tell how healthy or what you drink or what you eat by your hair even, like the texture. So, I mean, I've just always kept a healthy lifestyle. That's just something I've just done, you know. And um, I know Bianca said it the other day. She said to stay ready. I live by that. Like I always have. So, like, why don't you get the call to go to the ring and you're like, let's do it. Like I can do it tomorrow. Not like, oh, I just need to do a little bit of uh, some training and then, um, get, you know, <laughs> so stay ready. It's a good it's a good role. You know, something else I was wondering when I'm talking about you, you know, your real true self versus the character is when you were on TV the other day, you know, and kind of what the character, what you're kind of doing right now on TV is almost like, uh, you know, the revolutionary for, who's kind of a, a chip on her shoulder with this new generation being called the women's revolution and, and, and almost being like, hey, I was the women's revolution 20 years, you know, 10 years before you. Um, is there any truth in that when you were seeing all the people that were, you know, talking about this women's revolution and giving all this credit to the four horsewomen or PCU going like, well, hey, I was kind of the one who did that before them. Ryan, you tell me, is there any truth in it? Yeah, is there, there is there any, I mean, there is, of course there's truth in it. There? I ask you this, is there? Of course there's truth in it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, it, it, it's fun to be kind of speaking straight facts though, to a certain <laughs> degree, right? So it's kind of, you know, going out there and you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of an interesting way to see it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you're seeing what I'm seeing, aren't you? And, and it's not like you haven't been supportive of the women and the four horse women specifically. Like you've been very supportive of them. I know that they all look up to you. Um, but I can imagine if that were me, I would also kind of be like, well, hey, man, like, don't forget about what I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the, you know, the reason you're and I, and I said it best. I said um, it's like we we definitely built a foundation. Um, and if it wasn't for the strong foundation, they for sure built a skyscraper on this foundation and I, you know, give them their flowers. And, and that is like, that is, you know, right up into the sky. But, um, if you did not have that strong foundation, no way could you have built that skyscraper. Yeah, no, definitely not. And it is cool though, to see what they have done. I mean, don't, I'm not, I don't want anyone to watch this and be like, oh man, is he dissing the four horsewomen? Like, no, not at all. They've done so much, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I love to watch it and, you know, to come back in 2018 and it was like, you know, be part of the women's Royal Rumble and to get in the mix with the girls, you know, that, that, you know, Lita and, and me and, me and Molly, like we sat back and watched this happen, uh, watched them do the things that we wished we could do. 
and that we work to do like the things that we you know we had you know, we didn't have a voice at the time so we got a voice that's the stuff we wanted to see that's what we wanted for the women and the same sort of exposure and the visibility um and so to see them doing it was amazing to go back to the royal rumble and kind of get in the mix of that was amazing and just touch you know that generational face-off to me is, is as a fan as well is very exciting yeah it's been awesome to see you kind of one by one having different programs or matches with with those yeah. women did you have any hesitation about wrestling again though since it did kind of seem like your match against charlotte was gonna be your last did you kind of like take a pause when they offered you to kind of come back and do this again um i felt like i don't know it's funny that was feels like so long ago there's like whole pandemic that went through went through there was like um I, I you know honestly when i went back they were having the live events and they were coming they were through toronto and twice um i had dabbled with the girls in the ring and uh but you know what it was was like the fans being so interested in this like fantasy booking and seeing this kind of happen um and and one of the, when i keep saying like there's boxes that i want to check if i'm going to come back there's like these certain boxes i want to check i want the fans to be interested i want them to care like i don't want to just come back for my own for all my kicks you know i want like something that's interesting like you know, Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. Oh my God, that's interesting. Um, and and when Becky and I were exchanging, you know, some it was literally a social media feud, and people were into it, right? People were so into it. And when we when we faced off in Toronto, like it was really fun. Um, and same with Bailey and I, like you know, there's a moment we had in the ring in Toronto went for Raw. So I think just doing that and getting the mix, but seeing the interest from fans, and then that's where also I mean, I'm sure that's where WWE got the interest from. It's like, oh, this could this could work, you know? And and then yeah, here we are. Did it feel nice to get back in the ring at WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, like the the history, you know, knowing that they were like, WrestleMania's going Hollywood again. That was 18 years prior to that. I had been, you know, the same thing. We'd been in LA, but like, what a difference, right? We we're just at the Staples Center. You know, here we are in this 80,000 plus people, two nights in a row. Um, and it's just like, wow, what a, just to see how far the business has grown, how it's evolved, how the women's role has evolved to be a part of it was an honor. Um, and then, uh, and you know, I did feel a little bit like, um, mm, ew, can I do it? Like, can I go still in the ring? But it really just feels like home for me. Like when I come, I walk through the curtain, I just, I'm ready to go. Like, and I'm, look, my modern life is preparedness meets opportunity. I don't let things go by. Like I will be prepared for the moments that I'm given for the opportunities I'm given. So, um, I, I did have a torn hamstring at the time, which did not allow me to fully prepare like I wanted to, but, um, but being out there doing my thing, it just, it's like. It's like what I do. My body's like, nah, I got you. You know, it just feels, it feels like home really. How did that torn hamstring happen? Um, just training. It was just an injury, like a fluke little thing that happened while I was training. And cause I'm like, like as soon as I'm getting the ring, okay, I, I have a, I have a friends here. Obviously we set up our ring, we get into it and I put my kids to bed at 9 PM and I go to the ring till midnight. And that's like kind of my routine. Um, and I'm, when I'm like, when I'm like, I'm a keener when I like, you know, like, I'm like laser focused. This is what I do to prepare for my, these, uh, these things that I get proposed. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Cause I, there was a lot more that I wanted to do for, for what I would, the time I would have put in to prepare would have been more, but I did as much as I could. And, um, but yeah, I got through it. I'm just, you know, we're at it today, man. This is what we do. We just fight through It's WrestleMania. Let's go. It's fine. I felt the <laughs> same way about that WrestleMania because that WrestleMania in 2005, right? 2005. Yeah, 2005 uh, in L.A. I was at that with my brother and my dad. And it was really like the thing that re-sparked my passion for wrestling. I had kind of fallen out a little bit post-Attitude era. I was in college at the time. My dad was like, no, you got to come back. There's all these new people that you're going to love. You got to watch again. He flew me and my brother out. And it was well, awesome. weird now to like, you know, like you said, all this time later, you know, 18 years later or whatever, 
to now be working there. I was backstage. I'm there, like, covering the business now and, like, kind of yeah. part of it. And it was just like, man, it's crazy to see how far I've come as a person since then, but just to see how far the business has come because I remember that Staples Center show and I've been to a million Staples Center shows for wrestling. And then to see like 80,000 people at, at SoFi was just mind-blowing. Right, and like times two, not to mention what SmackDown was, not to mention Raw as well. Like, And then, you know, it's just the convention center. Like it was wild, you know, and to, to be a part of that, be with amongst the fans. I even I went rogue and I like I like just invaded the, the convention center at one point and fans were like, is that is that Trish? Like it was really fun to do that. And yeah, I'm just in a blast. Honestly, this is a blessing. I feel honored to be back. Like, you know, um and it's just been so much fun. You know, um it's uh it's it's um it's a new adventure and I love challenges. That's what I thrive on. And so here we are. Yeah, I feel like that's probably why you won't dub anything as a retirement match going forward because it feels like you you, you want to make sure you kind of leave that door open a little if possible yeah i mean some people should stay retired um <laughs> 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 uh one of the cool things from a fan perspective for me in watching that match it was really cool to see you know four women in the match who have really been game changers in the industry but in different eras and that being you uh, lita becky and bailey but then also in the mix having two women who really are the future of women's wrestling in my opinion and Dakota Kai and EO and it was just so cool to see all those different eras kind of all combining yeah well that, I mean I think I think whoever was calling it might be Michael Cole had said that I he quoted me and said it was like the past present and future all in one match like how cool and like as a fan you're just like this is it this is colliding and doing their thing out there and like making magic and making these Wrestlemania moments so it was it was pretty cool a situation for sure what an awesome dynamic so when you were coming back, when you were planning things, you, you're, you're training uh, at home, putting the kids to bed at nine, uh, was the plan always for you to come back as a heel this time at, at some point? What do you mean by heel? What does that mean? Well, uh, the bad guy side. To, to say what, spit, was the plan for you to always come back and spit some facts at the fans? Spit some facts. That's right, right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to come back and spit some facts. That's right. That was the plan. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> was that one of the things on the check, you know, the checklist that you wanted to cross off again? Look, is it entertaining? Is it fun? Is it truth? Is it something like, ooh, who else can cut this promo? You know what I mean? That's kind of unique. So, um, so that's the the lure of it for me, right? And like, I just want to go out there and entertain. You know, I'm I'm a performer first first and foremost, and that's what I want to do. Is I want to I want to entertain. I want to do out there, do my performances. And I've always what. You know, when I retired, what I took away, like dabbling in other projects, whether it was movies or television shows, uh, producing, doing commercials, whatever it was, all these different mediums, you know, the experience that I got from WWE, first of all, was surprising. It, it was how, how well it translated into these different mediums, right? Uh, and the takeaway was that I love producing moments. I love being a storyteller. And that's what we are in the ring. And it's everything. And, you know, even as a judge now in Canada's Got Talent, I see that. Like when I first got the, the call to be a judge, I was like, well, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a singer. Why am I, why they asked me to be a job? I'm a wrestler, you know? But then as I'm watching it, I'm like, no, I, I'm a performer and these guys are performers. I've been, I, I saw the parallels, right? These people are taking their, yeah, it's a story, right? They have the beginning, there's an end and there's a story arc and um, and you're, and you're in this moment. And so that's what I love about it. So, so coming back is just, you know, doing this and, and being in the moment is, is, is everything. I feel like it's a lot like a, an actor who, you know, used to do theater that then does movies and TV and eventually they're like I really want to do theater again because nothing really you know matches that that reaction you get from a live audience 
Yeah, that's 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 one thing for sure. And you know, even when I do Canada's Got Talent, like the producer is like, we have a five thousand capacity arena, which I think is bigger than the AGT's um, stage. And the producers always come, like, you're so good with the crowd and getting them involved. Like, like I don't just like you know Howie Mandel, not to uh, you know throw down to Howie Mandel. That's his golden buzzer. There should go. This is me. Stand up. I point to the crowd. I look around. They get all riled up. I get them going, and I drop an elbow on the golden buzzer. That's how I do it. And they're like, "That's so great." I'm like, "Well, that's why you hired a wrestler, I guess." Like, you know, we just do things a little different, I guess. But it, it has been cool to like apply it to different mediums. Ultimately, yeah, coming back and having that instant gratification, having the love from the cra- from the crowd is just it's there's nothing like it, you know. And honestly, only a handful a handful of people in on the, in this world can experience that or can do it. So um, yeah, I feel very lucky and, and very lucky to now, like at this many years later to go back and be able to do it again. And also like the experience that I've gained and like, you know, from the other mediums that I've been in or the life experience or whatever it is, or even like, you know, be sitting back as a fan, you know, there was a point where I always said when I had, um, I think it was my back injury or actually most of my injuries when I had whatever, it was a dislocated shoulder, it was a back injury. I had a few injuries that like, what I loved about it was sitting back and watching the product again as a fan, and then coming back into the, the mix and and taking that, like what made me excited, what evoked an emotion for me watching at home. I wanted to do that and just be aware of that, cognizant of that, knowing I can do that for the crowd. And it sort of made me grow as a performer. So having said that, that's the same sort of thing. Like this, how many years, I don't know, 15 plus years, having that experience, life experience, and uh, other experience in, in acting movies and things like that, taking that now and then bringing that to Trish Stratus, the performer, has been cool to apply for sure. Yeah, dude, I can only imagine. I think that all that experience stacked up on top of each other like that will only make you better as a performer in the long run. It only makes you a goat. It does. It really does what it does. So, yeah. <laughs> I I actually think, you know, you talked about with the getting the crowd hyped for Canada's Got Talent. Um mm-hmm. Even though I've watched wrestling like my entire life, I totally underestimated, or not even underestimated, it's the wrong word. I didn't even, it's, you don't even realize how good the best wrestlers are at getting a crowd hyped up until you're sitting next to one who's doing it. And I think that it was, for me, it was last year at WrestleMania. You know, I do these interviews and I'm I'm always trying just to kind of like, you know, get to know someone, help people get to know someone who are listening. But, you know, crowd participation and engagement with the crowd isn't really something that I've ever had to do. Uh, usually right. it's just two of us sitting here like this. Um, but at WrestleMania, I was doing it at the at the convention center and there's all these fans watching. And I was doing my normal interview and I could tell the wrestlers as I was talking to them were like in their mind, like this guy's not paying attention to the crowd at all. So they kept, <laughs> they kept going to the crowd and be like, what do you guys think? Or like, do you guys want this? Or like doing that. And the crowd would all get all crazy and get all excited. And I went, Oh, I need to, I should, I should probably be doing that. I didn't think about that. Oh, then, then, you know, now, but then that experience allows you to grow as a performer, as an entertainer, as a, as an interviewer, whatever it is, you're, you're honing your craft, you're growing next time. You're going to be like, what's up everyone. <laughs> you know, you're like, it's going to be a whole next level, right? That was this year at WrestleMania. <laughs> I made sure this year at WrestleMania at the LA convention center, it was like, what's up everybody. Like yeah. we're doing this and throwing out shirts. I'm like, what do you guys think? Cheer for this guy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I got a little past this. Uh, usually I bring this up at, at the beginning, but I was wondering, you know, we were talking about the early days of your character. When you were first creating your character back in the day and kind of like figuring out who you wanted to be on TV, did you have any inspirations or people that you were trying to emulate? Um, 
I, I mean, for sure, The Rock was someone who was really, um, I was just a very generous and offering me so much help. I mean, he was, he, he took me aside one time and he said, you could be the female rock. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yes, I want to do that, you know? Um, and it just meant like, you know, you can go out there and, and you could entertain, you could, he had that perfect balance. And for me, like, it's the same thing. Like I grew up, Macho Man was like, that was my guy. He had that perfect balance of character and an athlete, you know, it was just like a perfect balance. And I feel like that's what The Rock offered. And I want to do that as well. Um, I love that he had every uh, every box checked, right? A multifaceted performer. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely I looked to him uh, for a lot of inspiration of what I did, even in, in, the, in the way he moves in the ring, like just the energy, the explosiveness, things like that. Um, and then I just found who I was in the ring. And, it, and it, you know, it, it was, uh, it's funny because sometimes I can hear me and now, and I look back, I'm like, oh, and RF's in an old promo. And I'm like, oh, it's the, it's the same voice. Like it's, I, you know, um, and it's kind of neat to just kind of find her. And now she's a little different, but it's um, it's just what kind of came, came naturally to me to, to play that character. Well, and you came up in a time where it's just like, I mean, I'm not diminishing the talent now, but it was just like the eyes that were on WWE at the time, the millions and millions of viewers because TV was so different back then. Um, it, you know, you, you definitely kind of got thrown out there with, with really talented people and still rose to the top of all of that. And I think that's really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. That was kind of what, I mean, you, you have to, it's almost like sink or swim, right? Like it's like, by the way, if you fail, bye, you know, you're out there. And even like, for me, I said one of the most valuable things was transitioning into my role with Vince McMahon in the very beginning, because you showed up and I had to go to work with the boss every day. Like I had to bring my A game. There's just no way I'm going to like, you know, shit the bed with this guy here. I'm going to be like, do my best, impress him. I'm literally side by side with him. Um, and so that allowed me to elevate my game. And I just, you know, continued with that. I'm like, I'm going to keep with this whole elevating the game thing, you know? <laughs> I think also, you know, in that time period from now to then, I think that you've been a role model for so many women, you know, prior to you getting into wrestling, who were some of your role models growing up? Really, my mom was was a real role model for me. She just showed me um, how she was good about balancing it. She worked. She was a great mom. She was really into health and fitness, and that's why that I was influenced. I mean, I was actually I was just telling my daughter about. It. I was like saying, you know, mommy did yoga even when I was your age. My daughter's six, right? So I did yoga when I was her age. I started soccer when I was ten. I used to go running with my mom. Like it was just something that's instilled in me from the very beginning of my life, um, and it's something I apply now. And just yeah, seeing uh, just seeing the way she balanced it all. That was to me, and that's what for me it's all about. Is like, um, you know, even accepting this new gig, right? Like. You know, you're going to leave every Sunday, you're going to go work on Monday, you're going to go home on Tuesday. On paper, it sounds easy, but it's, there's there's travels, there's in between. Then I got to come back and do my, you know, Cans Got Talent judging and my media days. And it's like, it's been crazy. I had to, and I maybe I thrive on it. Like I say, I thrive on challenge, but I wanted to be like, let's make sure we find that balance so that I never wanted my home life to suffer. I don't want the kids to be like, where's mom? And, you know, so, um, so you don't sleep and it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, when we were talking before we uh, started recording, we were talking about, you know, your busy day that you've had today, a photo shoot and filming and doing all this stuff, media appearances. Uh, and it and, and I was saying that it's impressive to me. So now I see where that comes from. It's clearly influenced by your mom who was doing the same thing for you growing up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I never felt like, you know, that she was focusing too much on this and not being enough with us. She, I just felt she was always there for us no matter what, but still doing stuff that I could look at and be like, wow. Uh, look at my mom doing it like she's a working woman she's uh, she's you know taking care of all of us at home I was always very aware of that and so that's kind of what I strive for nowadays yeah I you know my mom 
similarly she was doing so much for us when i was a kid and uh i always have people telling me like oh you're really respectful of women you know more than than other men sometimes and i think it's because i did grow up with you know such a strong female role model who was you know helping me with so much in life and doing so much so you should say thank you mom right yes well i'm i'm giving her props here she's gonna like that (laughs) that i'm saying it on the show um You know, you posted on social media the other day, uh, you said, uh, not your childhood fantasy. Uh, does it feel weird knowing that so many people look to you as like their childhood fantasy? Or does it make you proud knowing that you've done such a good job of, you know, staying healthy and, and being fit? No, no, I mean, I think, I think it's great. Like, when, so was that you who started that side by side? Because I saw that, I was like, that's pretty yes, awesome. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. I love that. Um, we're going we're gonna to repost that because that I, I was like, did I share that? I should put that on my grid. <laughs> it was pretty wild, but, um, you know, and I knew it. Listen, when I came out, right, um, it was it was cool because it was definitely like I could feel the crowd was like, oh, shit. Look, it's like they were like they could see the hat and they knew it was like that Trish Stratus, you know, and I I'm playing into it. Like, I love it. I love when I put when I, the same thing when I put the oven, I'm like, oh, shit, here we are, you know? Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to play into it. And I felt the crowd do that. But also, like, you know, they're like, they know their role. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? They know the role. Like, oh, I'm going to do my thing. You're going to do your thing. Okay. Like, don't stop showing me. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's, 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 I'm proud of it. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's a good example to be like, you know, you can do anything at any age. Um, and like, you know, it's just, it's a passion of mine. The health fitness has been a thing. I, you know, when I left the wrestling business, I opened my own uh, yoga studio, have a fitness brand. And like, that's just, you know, it's been a part of my life forever. And so it's something that I eat, sleep and breathe. And um, yeah, I think it makes a difference and it's nice to be noticed. Sure. I'm Not you. The hard work. I hope you didn't look too deeply at the quote tweets of that side by side because I was looking. I was like, some of these people get intense on social media. We're like, you guys are, you guys are. I read every single comment. I read every single comment. Do you really? I mean, no. I don't. I mean, I don't do you read a lot of them? Do you read a lot of them though? I do a cruise around. A cruise around, sure. I mean, because I have to find the good ones to troll them. To, to, to troll you know so <laughs> i'm having let's just say this way so someone said to me they're like you are like having a master class on like how to be a social go on social media right now as, as a bad guy and i was like i was like you know what we did not have social media back in the day so this is like a new aspect of the business that i wasn't able to play with so boy am i having am i having fun yes i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's got to be fun to see that evolution of the business too because i think that you know like you just said it's a new tool that didn't exist for you back then that you could have furthered a lot of these stories that you were involved in that you didn't have the, that you weren't getting the time for on television. Exactly. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could have been fine with my one minute match. If I had to go on social media and create a little, like a narrative for goodness sakes. Um, it, you know, and I saw it when Becky and I were, you know, exchanging back in the day and even Bailey and I, we were exchanging as we, we knew we were going to be, you know, confronting each other at the Toronto live events. And so it was a whole thing. It was, there was buzz and people were buzzing about it and there was hashtags and there was whatever. Like I, the other day I just started this, like, thank you, Trish was trending. Like the other day, I wasn't even on TV on Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, it's, um, it's I, I was in the Times Square um, on billboards. So obviously, and you know, and then the Leafs fans were thanking me as well. So it is everywhere, Ryan. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks to social media, you can perpetuate things and it's pretty cool. What are some of the other things you've noticed that are different, you know, now when you're working compared to back in the day? Hmm. Um, I feel like maybe back in the day, um, we had a little more wiggle room, maybe. Um, I feel like 
like I, I don't know I used to get my promos and it was like bullet points I kind of was like I know where I was going to go with it a lot of what I did was not improv but it was a lot like I knew my direction and I like to leave it a little bit open where I went out there I want to feel the crowd and listen to the crowd and maybe if I want to shift directions a little bit I can have that flexibility too and not get so committed to necessarily doing this but I'll still hit what I need to hit kind of thing right so I feel like it's a little bit different now maybe just because um I guess how we came up, like we were just like, we learned, I mean, me personally, right? I, I mean, I didn't do the traditional upbringing. I didn't go to the independence and et cetera. And um, so I learned as I went and I did lot, I did learn with the live crowd at the live events and, you know, the house shows and doing the loops and learning and like having to cut my promo live on television, things like that. Um, but now, you know, they have uh, the PC and they, and they, they just learn a different way. So it maybe produces somewhat of a different um, way of, of coming up. But definitely way more polished. Like it's really cool to see like the minute they come up, they are ready to perform. They're performers, they know how to do it, they can handle it. And it's uh it's really cool to see, you know. Um and they'll see just the level of talent once they I mean, there was a lot of moments where they'd bring up girls or, or just girls, maybe some guys too, <clears throat> back in the day, and they weren't ready for TV. <laughs> you know, they're just like you can't just throw them on TV. But now the way they bring up people with the PC, um, they're ready to be performers on television, and it's really a, a great little system that they have. You know, with the way that women's wrestling, you know, has advanced so much over the years, is there anything else that you is there anything that you think the industry still needs to get better about when it comes to women's wrestling? I think uh, there's, there's always room for improvement in any industry, right? There really is. Um, but I mean, I think it's it's great. I think I'm very happy to see where the women fit into the grand scheme of things, um, and I think we are represented well. And uh, yeah, I'm just honestly, I just uh, like, again, I still come and uh, to be able to come into this landscape and see how I can adapt to it um, has been fun. And uh, no, I think it's, um, it's, it's going to be ever changing. I mean, the thing about wrestling is it's going to, it's always changing. It's an ever changing business and industry. So, um, you know, we can have this interview again in another five years and I'll be like, you know, we'll notice these things have been different or shifted. You know, another thing that I, was a recent conversation when it came to women's wrestling was uh, Charlotte, you know, I spoke with her during WrestleMania weekend before her match. And she talked about her frustration with, with it still not being a guarantee that the women are going to main event one of the nights. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, to me, it doesn't see, that's like where we start. Okay. So we, we have this thing as like, there has to be a woman's match, but I always look at it like, I don't want you to look at it as a, a woman's match. I want you to look at it as like this storylines, you know, should culminate, uh, culminate to this to this WrestleMania moment. You know, I feel like a lot of it is, it's all about our stories and our characters and, and, and taking our fans on a journey to get them to a certain point. Um, and so uh, I don't think it depends on like the, let's make sure we get the token women's match. I don't want to be the tokens women match. I want to be viewed as like, I want my match, regardless of our gender, to be the match that because of the storyline, because of the characters, because of the interest and because they, you know, what the fans want, you know? So, so it is an interesting take on it, right? Like it's like, um, it not, it's not guaranteed, but it's also like, it's not guaranteed that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would be uh, in the main event, but because of their storyline and their hard work and their commitment to their story and uh, uh, characters, that's what brought them to the dance. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's part of what, I don't think Charlotte was, you know, it was before, the match happened, but I don't think that she was complaining necessarily they weren't going to be there. I think that was in the the whole interview. It did feel more like the story, you know, she understood that the story wasn't there. They weren't going to main event, but I do think that kind of like it, the story could have been yeah. there, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because they had a good, I mean, it's funny when I saw her, um, I said, I do think it's a cool story. She's like, yeah, we just didn't have much time to develop it. And I said, but you have this neat thing where you did face off 
but you know, three years ago they faced off and now it's like a different Rhea, first of all, and it's just a different, you know, type, uh, landscape. So, um, she's like, Oh yeah. And she kind of had to see it like that way. Like it is different and it's not necessarily, um, the stories we see on TV, right? Sometimes it is this, the backstory or what the fans know. And like, like, you know, Kevin Owens and Sam, Sammy Zayn is the best example. Cause you know, they're, you, you know, their friendship, you know what they do. And you, you know, some people don't know, but now you, you know, like we know they've had a 20 year history, but it hasn't been on TV, not on WWE TV necessarily, but we know that there's, they're this because of that history. That's true. And it's real. It's been there for, you know, two decades. Yeah. I try not to ask super cliche questions, but because you're such an icon, I was wondering, you know, I'm sure. Yes, I'll deliver satisfaction, right? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you get this question a lot from, from female wrestlers or women, just wrestlers in general coming up in the business. Uh, but what do you tell people when they ask for advice on trying to stand out? Oh, um, well, I just, so I always tell people just like what I've kind of said about my own character is like, um, finding your authentic, um, the, the token of authenticity to bring to your character is so key because I believe, um, that's what makes the fans resonate with you, right? Like the stone colds and the rocks and how there was that little bit of, or even, you know, my character, like that was a little bit of me and that was my authenticity coming out. And so I think fans detect that and they, and they resonate with that and they, they really uh, stick with that. So be your character find even if it's outlandish, whatever that character is that you got to find that little bit of you in there. And I think when you do that, that's when uh, people feel it and they know they're like, Oh, this is, there's a little, as we say, a je ne sais quoi, which uh, makes people, which means I don't know what, but it's something that makes you go, I want to sit up and notice this person. I think the authenticity is a big deal too. Cause you know, that's why I think social media can help people so much now in pro wrestling and furthering those storylines because the people who follow them on social media do feel like, oh, I'm following this person, this is this authentic person, and kind of get yeah. more invested. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's been fun. This last uh, social media has uh, been definitely a, a thing on my list that I'm like, this is let's have some fun with this because I didn't get to do that last time, so it's fun. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you a few non wrestling questions. Segment I call okay. icebreakers. Uh, and then we're going to go into my closing here. But these are completely non-wrestling related questions. Uh, what's the worst purchase you've made in the last six months to a year? Uh, mm, worst purchase? Huh. I First of all, I'm a very smart shopper. So I don't know if I've made any bad purchases because I'm very thorough. And my, you know, I like to make sure when I make my purchase, is there anything, anything? Oh, there was this uh, face mask that I thought um, on Instagram looked really great. It looked like it brought up the, the blackheads um, and it didn't. So that was not a great purchase, I guess. So does that mean you're someone who's like deep in the Yelp reviews, you know, or not Yelp, excuse me, like Amazon reviews to make sure that <laughs> like, you're not failing like, in this purchase? I like to be in the know. I like to be in the know. I like to make smart purchases and smart decisions. I'm also a, fr a frugal um, purchaser. And, um, you know, that's how I'm filthy rich, Ryan. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm doing wrong. I'm buying too much stuff on Amazon. Damn it. Yeah. And not drinking <laughs> enough water. I got to do this. <laughs> making water, note to myself. Making money. It's easy. Fun. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite TV show right now? Well, um, WWE Raw. Because <laughs> you're on it. Yeah, because I'm on it. I'm really entertained by me. So, yeah, tune in every Monday night. Um, also, if you're in Canada, Canada's Got Talent is also my favorite show right now as well. <laughs> what about one that, What about one that you're not on? That, oh, one that I'm not on. Sorry. Yes, one okay. you're not on. Excuse me. Sorry. 
on that? Was that too Eurocentric for that answer? Um, I have watched zero television, to be honest, Ryan. I have watched zero television for probably the last um, maybe a year. It's I've what? had the craziest. Yeah, I don't sit down. I'm not even joking. I never sit down to enjoy a moment. It's been a long, it's been, a, I've been so busy this year. I'm telling you, like I, the pandemic for me, it was like, wow, this is, I swear that I said, this is Netflix. I'm like, I never sat and watched shows. I mean, yeah, we watched, like we binge watch things and stuff like that. You know, like with the DVD box sets was probably the last time I really got into binge watching. Oh and then Netflix came along. I was such a work, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed workaholic. I love to work. I love to get into things. When I get busy, I'm laser focused. That's what I do. Um, and like, even like when, when like, during the pandemic, like, it was the first time I got to sit back, I got to enjoy, but because I was homeschooling, I was like preparing school lessons and making like tomorrow, we're gonna do this camp, it's gonna be rainbow theme, we'll make rainbow lunches and we'll do, like this is what I do. Um, and uh, yeah, so, um, but the last series, come say the last series, I can say the greatest series that I saw okay. was probably, um, I sat down and, we, and I committed to watching all of the Game of Thrones. And I know that's kind of feels like old news for people, but I like, I finally, finally just sat down and watched it. And to me, it's like, there will be nothing like that show. It's the most incredible show. So I'm waiting for something as good to come along that will make me go, you know what? This is worth sitting down for. So yeah. Well, did you while. watch did you House of the Dragon, the follow-up? Did you watch the- I, the I, I don't, is it good? I, I hadn't done my, my deep research to see how good it is, if it's worth my- I mean, how, so you loved Game of Thrones? Loved, yes. I think if you loved Game of Thrones, then yes, House of Dragon is worth okay. watching for sure, definitely. Okay. It, it's. Did you love Game of Thrones? Are you a Game? Yeah, of yeah, I loved Game of Thrones for sure, for sure. So, and it's the only show I've watched, even as much as I loved it, where I didn't know any of the characters' names, I didn't remember them. I just liked what I was watching. There was a lot happening, and I got all the storylines. I enjoyed it. House of the Dragon was a good was a good Game of Thrones show for sure. Okay. Okay. So once I slow down, um, you know, it's kind of like when people like, you know, people get onto like, I'm, I'm onto Twitter and it's like, or I'm on MySpace, but it's like, oh, but we're on Twitter now. Like that's how I am with my shows a little bit. I'm a little behind. So I'll get into it eventually when I slow down, which I would be. recommend watching. Tell me. I, if you're going to, I mean, if you like Game of Thrones, then you kind of like violent not too violent, but there's you're okay with violence yeah. in a show. No, I am okay with it, but that's not what I love about it. I love no, no, yeah, yeah. Well written, like the characters are so good. The story arcs are so like it's the best writing ever. So that's what I need. You should I watch Yellow what. Jackets then. Yellow Jackets on Showtime. I never heard the show. It, really? It's about it's it's a it's about like a group of a it's a team of soccer uh, a soccer team of girls who okay. basically get uh, their plane crashes. They get stranded on an island. And okay. you see this in the first like couple scenes, so it's not revealing too much because it goes out of order time wise. You see them on the island, but also as adults when they've gotten off, you know, from being stranded cool. or whatever. But okay. you, but you do see early on that one of the things that happens when they're on the island is they turn into cannibals. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, who doesn't love a little? Cannibalism. Yeah, know. there's a little cannibal. It's, it's, it's very cannibal-y, the show. That's why I had to make sure. I was like, well, she watched Game of Thrones, so I think she'll like the show. And it's got, like, Christina Ricci and, like, a bunch of, like, cool 90s actresses. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl from Natural Born Killers. And there's a bunch of, like, cool actresses from the 90s in it. I highly recommend <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Okay. I think you'll so like it. I'm into it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. My research is done. I consider you are now my research. Okay. And I'll check it out and let you know. Good, good. I can't believe, man. That's that's crazy. You don't watch TV, so that means okay. So then you put the kids to bed, and then what do you then, do after? 
then um, I'll prepare their stuff for school. Then I have to go work out. I mean, there was a little thing where I was like, my hashtag was like, you know, um, hashtag midnight workout. I would, I no joke, would work out from midnight till one in the morning. I just literally have no other time. I run businesses. I run like my house, like four till nine is like kid time, right? Like I just, it's called, it's called the black hole. My office knows just if you want something answered at between four and nine, it's not going to be answered. We'll talk when my kids are down. My office, my employees are night owls we do business like we get to business at 10 o'clock we do catch-up calls we do approvals of, of things i i do it's insane that's what i've done this for years though it's just i run on four to four to five hours of sleep that's what i do um but i i you know i meditate i take my moments when i need to and i just feel like that kind of works for me it's what i've it's what i've done for 20 years so well it's, it's clearly working for you but yeah that's just i man i'm like man i gotta work out more at night now i'm like making right, you I'm tired not... just talking about my life <laughs> yes very much so yes <laughs> all right well i'm getting the wrap yeah, up I can confer. do you have any more interviews i can interview do your interviews for you today if you i, to. I, I do have, have two more interviews but i'll handle it don't worry you've got you enough sure? on your plate today no 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 you've already made me feel like i don't do enough so i gotta make sure i'm doing these two with i want to know tell me who the interviews are uh well they're coming out after you so i okay. shouldn't reveal it on here okay you can just text it to me and maybe i mean i could join you we could co-host i think it'd be great <laughs> i would love that please i would i would welcome that but you've got your own co-hosting duties uh so you make sure you get canada needs you for all the people who have talent out there. So you, know, yeah, you do exactly. your judging thing. I'll handle the interviews here. Uh, right? <laughs> yes. I'm getting the wrap up, but I want to ask you one more thing. I'm going to end with a segment that I call the finishing move. I don't have time to ask all the questions. There we go. Uh, but I do want to ask one of them. What's okay. the most memorable time that you hit your finishing move on someone and why? Mm. Well, it was my finishing move, but it was not... Um, it was not for a three count or anything. It was it was uh, Stephen Richards uh, took the best satisfaction ever. Was at WrestleMania. I'm going to say 19, maybe 19. I think is when we faced off with Victoria and Jazz. And it was just I was like, Am I in the? I'm in the air still. Like because he was he's a as a man versus doing it on women. It's a different feel, right? It just it hits different, as they say. Um, that was uh, exhilarating. I was like, This is awesome. <laughs> it I was love like it. the best satisfaction ever so thank you steven richards i love it i don't think that's a name that's gotten mentioned on this podcast in the whole two years i've been doing it so i'm glad to give him some love there great performer great guy all right well trish you've got so much to do uh, i'm gonna let you get back to it go, Ryan. i gotta go do things i have things i have a to-do list that is not complete i gotta get going it's, it's only got a lesson plan to, right? to put together for tomorrow you've got some lunches to make i get it i appreciate you giving me the time and of course, yeah, the lunches have to be made into cute little shapes because it's adorable right because i'm extra the little mickey with a little mickey cutout thing yeah <laughs> i do that stuff yeah <laughs> trish thank you so much for giving me the time today i really appreciate it thanks ryan a lot of fun have appreciate a good one all right, that was my conversation with Trish Stratus. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I know I say that after every episode, but I mean it. I really do enjoy doing these conversations. I I, I grew up watching Trish Stratus. I, I looked, I she's been on my TV since I was a little kid. Uh, and so to get to have a conversation like this with someone of that magnitude is not lost on me. It's awesome. I love it very much. So I really do hope that you guys appreciated that conversation now before i close down here before i wrap up before i'm done let's do a little bit of housekeeping make sure that you guys follow wwe on fox 
on social media. That's how you can keep up with everything going on here. It's where you can see our funny little memes, where you can see uh, what I'm doing. You get clips from the show and more. So make sure that you're following WWE on Fox on social media. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, I appreciate it. Hopefully I did my hair okay. I need a haircut, but I did it for you. Uh, and I hope that you enjoyed it enough to subscribe to this channel. Just click the subscribe button beneath here. Thumbs up. Do all the positive things beneath here. We appreciate it very much. It helps these videos get seen by more people. Most importantly, if you're subscribed to this channel, it helps you stay up to date on everything that I have coming out. You're going to get the out of character interviews. You're going to get the YouTube shorts. You're going to get all of the clips as well. So make sure you're subscribed to this channel. And if you hit that little bell, you can get notified when things go live. Also, if you're only someone who watches on YouTube, make sure you go to the podcast feed as well. So that way, if you're not at your computer, you can listen to all these interviews while you're driving, working out, cooking, washing the dishes, whatever. I just listed the places that I listen to podcasts, but you get my vibe. You get the gist of what I'm saying here. Make sure you subscribe there. And if you feel inclined, if you're a nice enough person, if you have a, a glimmer of gold in your heart, you'll leave a review for the podcast as well on there. It does help. I read them and it helps my self-esteem as well. <laughs> All right. I think I covered everything. Uh, follow us on social media, uh, podcast, YouTube. That's it. All right. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been Out of Care.